Welcome to Folklore. Mmm. Enjoy those those beats, those uh, Irish traditional music. Finally, somebody modernized it with, you know, some some hip hop beats over the top. That's from uh, marrying the ancient Irish art of fiddling. Uh, with uh, s- something urban, you know. <laughs> Never thought you'd see those two things in the same room at the same time, did you? Well, there it is. Here it is. Here it is. It's the it's the theme tune for this podcast. What is this podcast? Who is this guy? I'll tell you who I am. I am. I'm. Arguably Ireland's first internet comedian. Uh, internet video comedian guy and artist Hugh Cooney. And let me tell you something about the internet videos. I tell you, I was back in the day before any of these TikTokers or TikTokers. Uh, before they even barely had the milk wept away from their mouths. That's when I was making the internet videos. Day and night. Man and boy. And... A bit of a Henry Sellers vibe, you know? I married the BBC. Uh, so, yeah, I've been making damn internet videos for a long time. and But I'm currently... This podcast is, it's a bit of crack. It's its a, a bit of a laugh. It's going to be me doing doing some voices and uh, telling you stories. It's mainly about storytelling and folklore. And I'd ask you to go back to the start and kind of listen to the three episode long explanation <laughs> of the, the various elements uh, as I, I, I've described previously, it's a bit of themed crack. It's got, you know, the folklore play on words. But the overarching thing here is I'm collecting or making a collection of modern day folklore stories that wouldn't necessarily be collected or recorded. And I'm writing them down. I'm collecting I'm writing down the internet I'm collecting notable items from the internet and I am writing them down I'm making a hard copy very much like the book of Kells well um, or, or like an ancient Irish uh, book that has been like like the Leber Gervala, uh, which is the the book of invasions, which is has been you know scribed by some monks, but really recording stories and uh, poetry uh, from the Irish oral tradition. Well, I'm trying to kind of mirror that exercise, but I'm imagining a fantasy scenario. Where the internet goes off and uh, we don't know what to do then. 
and so I'm trying to make a slightly vague indecipherable hard copy of the internet in case the internet went off because Jesus Christ guys Jesus Christ everything else has happened you know so why wouldn't the bloody internet go off at this point but this specific episode is about something something very very close to me heart it's about it's about the tay 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 baby please believe it we're never gonna be respectable tay 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 yeah so it's about tea so in in Ireland we bloody love tea we love it and uh, it can be referred to as tay also and the only difference between the tay and the t it's the a and the e that's right you put them in different put them in different uh, order um that's how the spellings are slightly different Oscalga in Irish and uh, in English but it's all the same same L sub a tay start to finish so yeah we drink a lot of tea in Ireland. I think I'd, now all of the research in this uh, this podcast is going to be very in tune with what folklore actually is, which is um, kind of lightly researched, lots of unsubstantiated stuff that I've overheard. You want to look it up? By all means, please do. But uh, I heard recently that uh, we drank per capita the third, third highest tea drinkers in the world, or second maybe after the Turks. Um. So yeah, Ireland we drink a lot of tea. Uh, we this. I I want to tell you a story about. I'm going to get to a story about a tea man. A man who delivered tea, but I'd like to talk to you about a little bit about where I'm from, where this story actually takes place. Um, so you'd have, you know, Blessington, Blessington County, Wicklow. Um, if Ireland was a squashed teddy bear on profile, uh, would Wicklow would it be the kidneys, something like that. You know, like if a teddy bear was run over on its side, that's a, that'd be what Ireland is. Clearly, with a, a, a lobotomy, um, as far as the the border in Northern Ireland, in Ireland, um, and uh, yeah, so Wicklow, Blessington County, Wicklow. It's actually, I actually, I'm from Kildare, so it's a bit of a vexed issue. Uh, I'm technically from Ballymore Eustace but um, my main aim as a comedian was to get into Bal- into the Ballymore Bugle uh, which happened a while back which I was very proud of it's the local paper um, but 
this story is about Blessington, which is where I went to school. Uh, but it's about the Pool of Fuca Reservoir. Now it's an artificial lake. Um, Blessington Lakes were it was a valley, Liffey Valley, um, a place that is now submerged underwater. So it used to be a valley. If you kind of go over the Wicklow Gap into the next valley you can kind of see what you get get a good idea of what the Blessington what that valley would have looked like there was two rivers there was the Liffey and the Kings River and they met at a point there's lots of interesting old photographs of the area now this story is about the the last of the Tay men. So you would have had people delivering Tay. Tay men and I don't know, is there any Tay women? I hope so. I'm sure there was. But this is about the last Tay man. And this Tay man he wasn't always a Tay man. And he was he was he was a big shot in the valley. He was a sportsman. He was the best looking in the village and the whole the whole the whole shebang, you know. He was he, he tall, very tall, very, very, very handsome. And some people said about him that that he was uh, that he was a bit dim he's a bit slow um, but I suppose like the lake now the lake now is like in the area some people know it as it's known to people in around the area and as as Ireland's teapot. Uh, the lake itself, it's like known as a giant pot of tay, and uh, not many people know why. Um, but a couple of the people in the area could could fill you in. So our tay man, like a tay man, a tay man would deliver tay from from house to house, and they they do the tay round. Uh, you could not get the tay in the shops. It was a very, it was, it was a very specialized profession. And the, the, whoever was the Tay, Tay man had a bit of gravitas, you know? Because the, you could think about them as a kind of, like a kind of dial-up internet of the time, you know? So they're, they're, the Tay wasn't the only thing they are delivering, you know what I mean? 
they might have been delivering the stories and news uh, of, the, of the valley from house to house in a horse and trap so our specific tay man the last of the tay men he basically he he had his pick of the women in the valley but he chose one specific now he was said to be very fond of soda bread and there was this girl and she made absolutely gorgeous soda bread really just fantastic stuff um, and but he fell he fell in love with her and she loved him but as was the way of the time she was married off to another to a man of land and the tay man he didn't have much going for him well he wasn't a tay man yet but our future tay man he had he had his looks going for him but he didn't he didn't have any and then you know when he got a bit older and the you know he wasn't captain of the football team anymore ooh he just people said he kind of fell from grace now this is kind of this story's taken place kind of in the 1930s and the valley where the Pulafuka Reservoir was going to be was just starting to get news of this potential hydroelectric power plant was going to, the valley was going to be dammed the valley was literally dammed because they were going to put a dam at one end and they were going to fill fill it up and create the Blessington Lake or the Pulafuka Reservoir as we know it so anyway having basically everything he'd lost everything he was no longer the the, the the best look and he'd he's very fond of the soda bread and he let himself go the tay man and uh, fond of the few the few shandies and she was married off to a lad oh, your man didn't have much who she was he was a small man and he was kind of Bit, bit of a bitter man but he had a cottage and some land and she was she was married off to him so eventually the, the, the tame man he got his self respect back and he was like determined to make something of himself and that's when he got into the tay game he became a tay man and he put his visible, you know, kind of 
prowess and kind of charisma into the Tay game. And uh, so he was delivering Tay to a couple of the townslands within the valley. But then he's just... No one really wanted to go up against him because he was quite uh, he was a... He was a formidable big man. Uh, and himself and his horse Martin and the trap full of Tay would do the rounds. And so he... he he built himself a tea empire within the valley. And he finally, he was doing all the tea rounds. And he had this warehouse right down at the lowest point of the valley. He built this giant warehouse from wood. And it was, that was his yard for the tea. So he would be taking the tay from there and distributing himself and doing all the rounds. So that was a warehouse and that was packed to the roof. That was packed to the roof with tay. But I'll tell you why he became the tay man. It was to win his love back. Because she was on the end of one of the Tay rounds. So he would go house to house. But he'd leave hers till last. So he could go to her house. And linger. And it's, it's a bit sad. Kind of an unhealthy, an unhealthy way. You'd want to put... She's married off to someone else. Unhealthy to be hanging around in that situation. But he just knew. He knew there was still something there. There was something that he wanted. That he just... He wasn't getting anymore. So... The Tay Man on this one particular day... Now, this is getting close to the Land Commission have been buying up, like giving people purchase orders of the whole valley. You know, where they, they would have to take, they buy your land from you from a set fee, and all the people were going to have to leave. But the Tay Man was a staunch defender of that. He was determined to stay put. He had his warehouse smack bang in the middle of the valley and they were... He wasn't going to let them flood the valley. And... He had become not only a hero on the football field, but a hero to all the people of the valley who didn't want to see their valley filled with water. So, this is, it's getting close to the time and the Tay man has been doing his, his extensive round and he's, he's got the whole bloody place. He's been delivering the Tay with Martin. Now, he, it was, it was absolutely raining. 
cats and dogs this one particular day and he he, he was stopping he was taking ages getting around as well because he was stopping at every house and, and sampling the soda bread and Martin was sampling the oats Martin was Martin the horse was very very fond of the oats now he was a fairly formidable beast himself but out of the tra- horse trap and uh, the tame man the tame man was actually said to be the biggest of of the ensemble so anyway there were he was getting the news and he was sampling the soda breads that you know were kind of subpar to what he had been used to when he had been uh, with his his true love which had, she had been so cruelly taken from him it was, it was getting dark and there was you know thunder and all sorts of stuff and he would normally have packed it in but he was like I'm not I'm, I'm, he was determined to get up to see her so he was going along with Martin and they got to this like little rickety bridge and the water was coming up over the bridge and he was on Martin on Martin and Martin looked back at himself and the sizeable Tay man as if to say you must be fucking joking if you think I'm going over that bridge and the Tay man said oats for Martin oats for Martin and Jesus Martin went across the bridge quick enough and so they made their way and they were guiding their, guiding their guiding themselves by via the just these tiny little lights in the distance little orange squares which were the tiny windows of the cottage and they made their way up in the lashings rain soaked now the tay was was soaked as well, the sacks of tay and the tay was tay pissing out the back of the the carriage. So it was a bit of a disaster, but he was gonna get up to see her. So we got there anyway. And the tay man, as sizable as he was, stood there in the doorway and banged on the door. And the husband opened the door. And the small man, he 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 got a fright as he opened the door. Oh Jesus! Who is it that's called this time of night? And it was the Tay man. Now you think he'd get a frosty reception from somebody, you know? But he was somebody who was essentially his rival in love. And, you know, the husband thought as well, he was like, Jesus, he's this bloody tame man. He's, he's hanging around an awful lot. And, but he had to be good to the tame man because the tame man, you know, if you're going to be inhospitable and break the ancient laws of hospitality, who better than to spread the news? than the tay man himself so the tay man was brought in he was brought into the kitchen and stripped naked 
and he was sat in front of a huge roaring fire and a small tiny blanket put across his shoulders for his modesty and a glass of whiskey put in his, put in his right paw and he was sitting there just really enjoying that those it was absolutely gorgeous now just the the heat of the fire on on every part of him and the heat of the whiskey going down inside his his gullet as he gave it a sip and the husband went outside to tend to martin so he unhitched Martin and he put him into a shed at the end of the gable wall. Like a kind of lesser shed, but kind of a galvanised roof off the side of the the cottage. Two-room cottage. And it was when the husband was gone, he was outside, that that's when she emerged. She emerged into the kitchen slash sitting room and she sashayed across the floor towards the Taman. And she brushed past him. She reached into a stone shelf just above the fire and she took out a giant, dusty, steaming wheel of soda bread well let me tell you that the chairman's teeth were swimming inside of his head for the want of a bite of it and she leaned over with the wheel of soda bread and she said now chairman break yourself off a piece and the Tayman went to break off a piece of the wheel of soda bread. And he got a smack on the hand. No, you'll wait till the morning to have that soda bread like the rest of us. So that's when the Tayman realised that he was going to be there. He was going to be there for the night. And as he sat there, buck naked, a small unwelcome visitor began to stir between his legs. He stared blankly into the fire, holding his whiskey, attempting to think of nothing that his modest torn might go away. It was then, when it was bedtime, that they made their way into the bedroom. Now, this cottage, it only had one bed. And it was a kind of coffin bed. It's like a bed that you... It's got boards on the side. And you would put all the material into the centre of the bed. Uh, you know, pack it with what, whatever straw, a bit of a you know, feather mattress 
a horsehair mattress. Um, so anyway, so there was one bed, and they had to give the, the tame man the height of hospitality. So the tame man was going to have to get into the bed with them, and his clothes were soaking, so he was he was he was naked as the day he was born, and he was a large man. But they were all going to have to get into that bed. So the husband, his dilemma, he didn't want the Tay man in beside his wife with the history that they had. So he, he concocted a plan with which he would put the wife in against the wall. Then he'd climb in himself. And then in would climb the Tay man. So such that it was that three of them got into this bed. He put the wife in again the wall. And he climbed in, climbed in himself. Then in climbed the Tay man. Now, such was it that if one of them wanted to turn, they all had to turn. They had to count to three, three, two, one, turn! So they're all in the bed. Now the husband, he suffered from a dose of the frequency. Are you familiar with the, the frequency? Now he had to get up every couple of hours to shed a couple of tears for Parnell. Are you with me? Do you know what the, the frequency is now? So he had to he had to get up and do a Jimmy Riddle. So the first time he had to shed a couple of tears for Wolf Tone. He got up and he took the wife with him. He brought her outside while he was while he was outside uh, shedding a couple of tears. And he brought the wife out with him. But then the wife was freezing, so they went back in. So he, he put the wife in, back in over the Tay man, and then climbed in himself. So he's there, he's going back to sleep, and then uh, he's, the frequency strikes again. Jesus, he's going for another piss, and he's, I'm, I'm going out, are you coming with me? And she had no business going out in that storm, so she wasn't going to go out. She's like, no, but he was not going to leave his wife there in the bed with the Tay man just it was asking for trouble Tay man not a stitch of clothes on him and if the husband had been mistaken he'd had a lively uh, he'd had a bit of activity earlier at the fire but he didn't mention it so anyway the Tay man is there in the bed so he, he gets he gets out of the bed and he picks up the baby the baby's there in the in the in the little uh, wooden crib yoke so he gets in he gets out over the tay man picks up the baby and puts the 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 baby in between his wife and the tay man and then he he uh, jumps outside to shed a couple of tears for Bobby Sands and uh, he's, so then he comes back in he leans in over the Tay man and he takes the baby out and then climbs back in himself. 
So I think he, he was he was there. Christ, I think that's he he got a he shed a good few tears. Um, for a napper tandy, he didn't die. Um, yeah, so he shed a good few tears, and uh, he didn't think that he was going to have to go out for another another uh, wee wee. So. But then the storm was still raging like mad outside. So it, the storm, another couple of hours later, the storm kicked off big style. And you could hear Martin out in the, the shed going mental. So the husband, tending to his duties, not really thinking about it, jumped up over the Tay man and left to go and tend to Martin. He left his wife alone in the dark in the bed with the big and naked formidable Tayman. Now the Tayman was there in the dark. His old love there just across from him. And then he heard this voice. Now, Tayman, now is your chance. And the Tayman sat up in the bed, got up, and went in, and got himself a lovely big piece of that dusty soda bread. I suppose that way I suppose that feeds into perhaps the notion that perhaps the Tayman was quite dim but that's he was a connoisseur of the soda bread having sampled every type of soda bread that the whole valley had to offer and drinking they say don't get high on your own supply but Jesus he was supping the tay like there was no tomorrow but that was the last that we ever saw of the tay man the last tay man and the last that Martin was ever seen now he was going to be you know standing against the filling of Pulafuca the Pulafuca reservoir the valley but he was he was he was no one knew where he went now this cottage, it being up the valley, it had, it wasn't going to be affected. It was actually going to become waterside frontage on the lake. So the husband was, he was almost doing quite well out of it. So there was suspicion that him being in cahoots with the authorities of the time 
did away with the tame man and his horse Martin. Now, there wasn't much time. If that wasn't the case, the authorities didn't have much time to try and find where or if anywhere that the tame man had been buried and Martin but out of respect as well then it was I, I think it was like there was about a month a month ago till they filled up the till they filled up the lake but out of respect you know the tame man didn't have any family but his giant his tay warehouse was left in the middle of the valley out of, res- out of respect no one touched it and then it came a month passed and it came to the time to fill the lake and the lake filled and the tay warehouse served as a giant tea bag one giant tea bag and as the valley flooded in 1940 and filled the filled and created the lake it actually became one giant pot of tay now there was tay men all over the countryside but what had happened here it had created a situation where people could were just coming from all over the countryside and they were coming and taking pots and churns and er, pots and urns and all sorts of stuff and they were literally just filling up the water from the lake and taking it home and heating it up and a a once usually expensive and precious commodity now in his death and in his sacrifice the Tay man had brought Tay to the people of Ireland and had put all the Tay men across the country out of business and that's why he was the last of the Tay men yeah, not, not many people know that story some people from around the area might be able to tell you but now you know why the Pulafuca Reservoir is uh, is known as Ireland's Taypot it's kind of a sad story Pulafuca hmm. so anyway I hope you I hope you like this story about Tay um, and I hope you enjoyed a nice sup of Tay while you're listening to it um, we're going to be dipping into stories like that uh, if you're enjoying this podcast please do share it uh, share it rate it leave me comments and things like that if you would like if you'd like to commission 
a page of the book of cools that's a good way to support the the podcast and uh they are to to commission a page is it's 50 euros and but your your story will go into the book of cools or whatever whatever it's called in the end a giant book of kells that i am i'm writing scribing um and think about that that's a that's an old year's subscription to the to the podcast and then i will you will your story will become a part of this collection of folklore that i am creating so thank you very much for listening to this tale of woe about the last man who delivered Tay.